Uh, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. My name is John. I'm Jeremy. And uh, welcome to another podcast. In Jeremy, do you think the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is going to come out in, in July and start terrorizing the world? Because I feel that's where we're going right now. I, I've seen this meme where it's like the coming in July. I, I don't know. It... 2020. I mean, I'm just, we can keep this as record. I'm just being a year of history. All I know is on a, on a craptastic scale of one to 10, it's already hit about 12. So it's, it's, it's been a pretty craptacular year. I mean, in some ways, in some ways, I've, I've actually had some pretty nice successes this year. So I'm like, okay, I'll take the good with the bad. But. Rough with the smooth. I mean, admittedly, if we do get the state puff marshmallow bad, we have a lot of marshmallow to deal with. But Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's kind of, kind of like, I mean, in the grand scheme of life, it's pretty like minor bad things. But I mean, one thing I had happen this week was um, at, at my lake house, um, apparently one of my one of my boat lifts had the safety chain break and sink to the bottom of the lake. So I had to have something, I mean, so I had to have somebody go fish that out. And that was like around a thousand dollars just to fish it out of the lake. And it's like, yeah, that, that was, that was an expense. I was definitely was not planning. And so, so, but in the green scheme of life, you know, you got, you got pandemics, you got social, unrest uh, upset disobedience and all the other things and then i then you got the killer hornets and then you've got what ebola breaking out too so it's like you know what meanwhile we still have we still have, have a global pandemic happening just kind yeah. of like that's an undercurrent it's just an undercurrent like we're not really worried about it there's just there's a million other things we're worried about now it's you know it's an exciting time so so yeah, I really didn't like it, but you know what? You know, in the grand scheme of life, that's the worst that I have was doing. I think life's pretty good. So, anyway, have you been? What have you been working on this week? Trying to keep my head above water from work. This week was really, really busy. We're just trying to hit deadlines and stuff. Um, one thing I did do is I went to uh, went to the neighborhood pool this week with my with my kiddos and stuff and while they're swimming around and i'm swimming around and stuff and so i started doing some resistance training in the pool doing like hachikatas in the pool and stuff so that, that's kind of interesting i mean you, you start messing with you know you know how how motion's really working what way to turn your hand just right i mean if you turn it this way or you know, turn it 45 degrees. Can you do this? Can you change the technique up? So, I mean, it, it, it was just a little bit of analysis work on my part while I'm, you know, hanging out with the kids. So it was kind of, kind of fun, kind of different. Yeah, that goes into, into an interesting discussion about gross movement versus fine movement and whether or not fine, whether or not that's actually going to have any sort of bearing in, you know, a real situation. I think there, you know, there's there's arguments to be made for both, but especially, but especially when you work fine fine movement and you work it under stress, you can stress it in that kind of fine movement. Find it working under resistance is going to work. 
that's the first step to being able to do that, which a lot of people won't take. Right. And so, I mean, you know, basically doing isometrics, but not doing isometrics. So it's kind of of interesting. So it was interesting. I think I'll. Schrodinger's cat, if you were of isometrics. Yeah. Exactly. Schrodinger no Kato. Yeah. But dead and alive at the same time. Cool. Well, I've been uh, trying to, to stand the heat, essentially, keeping the mold from grow- from growing, because uh, just kind of cement box I live in allows that to happen a lot easier. And it's just, it'll happen in very weird ways and just happen overnight and be like, well, there's mold there was that wasn't there before. So, you know, cleaning no jutsu. Yeah. So, kind of the main theme. Especially when it's not healthy to start doing push-ups and start breathing in mold. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's why I think a lot of those Okinawa dojo, old Okinawa dojos really weren't like like this building, just big concrete slabs. They were more or less made out of wood. And, you know, that stuff I don't think would would happen as as much or as often. They knew how to ventilate it well. So become a big fan of opening doors. Which is not yeah. me. So Today, we're going to cover a topic that Jeremy had come up with. Jeremy, we had kind of, I think that this comes, this, but this topic has kind of come up before in our podcast, but as I like to say, it doesn't really matter because like Stan Lee, it could always be someone's first podcast, but we're, we're kind of coming at it from a different angle. So if you would, some good sir, and this has come out of something that you've been dealing with this week, aside from... You know, becoming a waterbender of, of karate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've mastered the element of water now. No, anyway, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. My my life is mainly an earth sign, and I worked on the water sign, so I guess it's mud. So anyway, anyway <laughs> you know, so, sorry for the joke, but anyway, the bottom line is is what I've really paid attention to through I guess really just paying attention and really analyzing certain things not just in karate but overall and as a society and uh, education uh, pretty much a lot in corporate world a lot of different things is basically kind of the difference between accomplishment and actual learning I think Kind of to, to prime you a little more there is that you know, when we talk about karate, we don't, we we're not talking in a vacuum. Yeah, life is in a vacuum. No one who does does karate's life is in a vacuum. It's always you know in a context, in a place, at a time. And I think you know it, it. The lessons we learn on the dojo floor should and and invariably do translate to those settings. So could you break down for us? What you mean by accomplishment and what you mean by learning? Well, what I mean by accomplishment, I'll, I'll start it off outside the martial arts, in which kind of more along the lines of like when you start getting a, a diplomas, degrees, things like that. And some of the things I'm here, here in the States, I, I've done adjunct work at, at uh, one of the local universities as well. It really kind of hit me this last year, like, okay, why is this such an important topic that my boss was coming to me? I'm like, this makes no sense. 
And so I think I've been kind of in this internal discussion for probably a good six to nine months. But I mean, think about this. You've got kind of an example would be like, let's say yourself and one other person are going after the same degree. Okay, let's let's just say it's just for like a general MBA. Simple. I mean, just a lot of people go get MBAs, all that kind of stuff. I also feel like nowadays it's just kind of a weird excuse for people to kind of drop out of the business world for a little bit and come back and expect more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, kind of one other things that kind of capstone a little bit. But let's say myself and one other person are going through this program. I've got a GPA, you know, and everything's kind of measured by GPA and things like that and scores and all that kind of stuff. That's great. Let's say I've got a GPA of, let's say, a three, 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 four. And this other person's got a GPA of 4.0. Naturally, you think, okay, that, that person really knows their stuff and this, that, and the other thing. Well, when it gets down to it, what did that person really learn other than to play the game to get the A? And what I mean by that, and I've had different experiences like this, whether it's been the education field, whether it's been martial arts, things like that. doesn't matter. But, it, but overall, it does matter. The bottom line was, is, you know, you'd start asking this person questions like, hey, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, you, you've studied this, right? And they're like, well, I did enough to get a, get a grade, but you really didn't learn it. And I, I remember, and this is kind of a, a true example of what I went through. I, there was a guy in my program. I mean, his goal was to get a 4.0. We talked about one of the classes, and it was interesting because if it, it was kind of a real-world example of what the course material was about, and it was kind of like, okay, the only thing was is if you had multiple people working for the same company, they could kind of team up and, and basically become a team. Well, my problem was is I had just started a new job like three months before. It was like literally at the time the biggest company in this area and nobody else worked for that company in my class so so i was kind of on my own to try to make this assignment work now i will say this i busted my hump to try to make it happen i don't the interesting thing is i don't think i was completely there and and i i felt what i got judged or or evaluated on i thought it was pretty fair you know i was like okay but the bottom line was is you know later on near the end of the program you know i at, we were just sitting down at lunch one day and i was just asking hey what do you think about this 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 he goes i don't know and i'm like well why don't you know we we had this class he goes yeah but that that class was worthless i mean all those other people were really chipping in i just chipped in like one or two little pieces of it where i had the entire slot of it and i felt like you know what this person got this i didn't quite get that but i understand it better than this person and so that's kind of kind of overall gist of kind of what i'm talking about i i think i think there's a real problem not just in 
in education, I, I think that goes on not just at a collegiate level. I think it goes on at, you know, grade school, middle school, high school, collegiate level, post-grad. I mean, I think it goes all the way up. And therefore, I think it also goes in the workplace. I think it shows up in martial arts big time. I mean, what you just described there was the difference between essentially the participation trophy yeah. and the final project, but yeah. they were essentially weighed the same. Yeah. This is universal, but also topical because it's kind of, I mean, this is a lot of what people deal with, I think, on a regular basis is that I don't want to say it's, it's parasitic behavior, but it's a behavior that, that allows people to get by with doing very little. Now, who don't want to do that in, <laughs> to, to a small degree? No, no, no. But at the same time, when you're talking about actually trying to be educated in something, it, or if there's the pretension of, or the assumption of, you yeah. go into X and you will come out with Y, and you think everyone is going to be the same way, it, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. No, you're right. It, it's not. Um, and you know, a case in point. You know, when 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 I first started training with with Robbie, I mean, the way he taught us was very different, very different. And basically, it's like, you know, you come up and test in front of me. I will test you. I don't know what I'll test you on. I will test you on anything I've shown you, and I want to see if you can do it. Period. He goes, he, here is the curriculum on the, the standards to try to move up. I mean, yeah, if, you know, he, he'd always give you more than just that. Whenever you tested, it was like, there was no question you were going, I mean, there was no question you were going to pass because you, you probably knew enough material to move up to one more rank or even further. Well, that goes into a kind of question of whether or not curriculum needs to be overly filled out or scaled down for a, not simplicity's sake, but for, you know, to, to hone certain skills, right? Well, or, or is it just a, or is it a guideline as opposed to an exact? <laughs> like, like uh, you know, they're just requests. We don't have to, we don't have to play these songs. One of the other things, I've been rereading a business book lately, and that's, uh, oh, maybe some of y'all heard of it, uh, Robert Kurosaki's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I and, have. I have a little, continue, I have a, I have a little about all that. No, no I got you. But, I mean, he, he makes a really good point. Now, if you ask me what page it's on, I, I, I couldn't tell you what page it's on, but he makes a really good point. When you're looking at certain things, why do you want to look at the minimum as opposed to looking at what the maximum impact you could actually make? I mean, that, that's a good point. I, I guess that's kind of how I've always looked at a learning situation or, or even, even a teaching situation. If I'm teaching a student, what's the maximum impact I can make on this student as opposed to, okay, 
I'm just making sure they get past this, make sure they get past that, um, things like that. So, well, look at the language they're using that attitude. Get past. Get past what? It's like, is education, education is not an obstacle, right? Like, you're acting like, that's acting like you're trying to pass the hurdles. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 well, I mean, you know, it, it brings up a good point. I think some people see education or some type of learning instance as almost painful as opposed to enjoyable. I think that's also because they're being taught them taught, taught in that regard. Where True. where True. tests where where education needs and, and this is the issue where it also I mean it goes it goes down to, to another issue of is the person who is teaching qualified to teach? This is not saying they are not knowledgeable, but are they qualified to teach? Can they, in fact, have they shown that they can, in fact, have leadership ability? Do they have communication ability? Can they explain things succinctly? Can they can they show it in a way um, that makes sense? And most importantly, can they get the students to produce or understand or show that they or in some way demonstrate that they understand what's going on? Right. If you don't have an environment that allows for that, you are going to make people feel like they're in pain when they go to your class. Yes. And I'm speaking as somebody who, I mean, you teach, you teach as well. Teaching is kind of more of my main gig. It, this is the thing I always try to do when I'm teaching, is I try to get them to show me that they have, they understood what's going on. Even if that doesn't happen, then you can kind of re-navigate that person to, to at least understand where they went wrong. You know, when you get, this is why I, I hate worksheets. You know what I mean? Like, that's why it's like, it was just like, I'll show the answer. Okay, they're going to write down the answer. Do they understand the problem? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. I think that gets into, it gets into that, where it's like, minimum, maximum, you, you can get people to, to write things down on the sheet, right? Yeah. But I think. The maximum is actually showing is showing them how to you know read the thing, read the question on the sheet. Right, and and I, I've noticed you know a, a lot of times the attitude is as long as I get the result, who cares? Well, maybe maybe not because maybe it's a developmental exercise that you're actually going through, and that's some of the things that I'm trying to get through even even my kids. You know, I'm I'm telling them like, look, you know, when especially when they're working on math stuff. I mean, that's kind of my alley, you know. And it's like, look, don't just write down the answer. Why is it this answer? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want, yeah, you can go to a calculator, punch the numbers in a calculator, and write down what you just did. Oh God, Show. yeah, like the the show how you came up with this don't just but here but it's just it's right here but and it goes back to it goes well, back to the one example i mean i i think this is one of those things that that hits me in the face as one of my prime examples in martial arts it, it was a time when i i was teaching at at a school at a location and I had several students, I mean, I was instructed to to go through several kata, and 
when I was going through it, I I was on the very first one, which was Naruto Shoda. After we did it, I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't feel right. Something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. And I go back and and look at I I always try to go back to these teachable moments, just not just for the people I've taught, but also for myself as well. I think that makes me a better instructor if I'm not willing to go look at that. But I look at it, look at that situation also from now, is every one of those, I wouldn't say everyone, almost every one of those people that I was instructing in this way wanted the bare minimum so they can move on. And, I, and it's kind of that checklist mentality. Boom. Okay, I've done this. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. What can you gain out of it? You know, and, and may, that was something that I learned after the fact. But right. that's okay. I mean, it, it, is, it is what it is. So It is what it is. But yeah. what it is is I feel it, it's something where it's like minimal conditioning, right? Yes. Where we are conditioned, we are either conditioned by society or we are, we have some sort of drive inside of us or we have some sort of uh, natural feeling to only exert as much as you actually need. There's good and bad about that. There's certain times when, you know, you only need to do, do, do minimal and that's okay. But when you're over conditioned to only do the minimum, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get something from that. It is you're essentially getting a false accomplishment, a right. false sense of accomplishment. Right. right? It, and and you go back to one of the things that Robbie always taught, but not just that. But I mean, you look at you know people like Michael Jordan. Apparently, people are worshiping at his altar now, and I don't know why. I don't. Some Netflix thing. I didn't. I didn't see it. But. I, I I haven't seen that either. But he was good in Space Jam. Hey, him and Bugs Bunny—they rock, man. I'll tell you. What. But anyway, sorry about that. But I got a window. I got a window open. We didn't. Apparently, everyone was riding their motorbike today. Uh, the bottom line was, is I mean, you know, I've I've heard him heard him and other people say this as well. It's like. Even my basketball coach from high school, how you practice is how you're going to perform. If you put in minimal effort, that's what's going to happen when you need to use this. And I think you run into this situation, you've got people that do the minimum, they have some type of situation outside, outside the dojo, and they get a minimum response, but yet they can't take care of what needs to be done well i mean it's kind of i mean it definitely happens yes. it hasn't necessarily been published yet but it's also like you know how how is how is that being translated onto the dojo floor on its own right so well, I, I, I think it's the added the attitude in in the dojo i think it's it's the culture of the dojo this is why i think there needs to be some some shift I know it's not a, no one school is the same, right? Everyone's right. got a different view, and every teacher's different, and not everyone's the same. But what has been the driving force for most karate is the is the false accomplishment, is the thing around mm -hmm. your waist. Mm -hmm. um, even more so is 
you know, thinking that once X has been accomplished, you, once that has been accomplished, you've, you, you know, you're at some certain level. <laughs> What's worse is when you have people who are physically are physically in good condition or uh, have had real life experience, like either on the street or in God forbid a war zone or God forbid you know a, a, war, a, a part of the world where you know violence happens or something like that, and they walk into these places mm-hmm. and they see people see this this false sense of accomplishment, this ritual as you as it were of yeah. of, of per, this performative ritual of of producing a belt for a thing you did and that's not to say that you know giving a giving a space for accomplishment for some people is, is a bad thing it's not no but if there's a distorted backwards view if that makes sense yeah it distorts people's perspective and it kind of divorces them from kind of the realities they've experienced or the things they've seen and it puts you in this weird mindset of seeing, well, and this goes into pretty much anything where you could talk about. You could talk about this in terms of business. You can talk about this in terms of martial arts. You can talk about this in terms of family and dynamics. You can talk about this in terms of what goes on in school. But to relate this to um, the supposed premise of, of the podcast, if there is one, the distorted view is, Oh well, the higher ranks, you know, knows more. The higher rank is better. The higher ranks got, you know, X, Y, Z, and this distorts people's view. Sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I mean, that—that's—I mean, that's the sad truth of it. You know, I've—I mean, I, just, you know, tying it back into not just you know martial arts world, but also tying it into the business world. Uh, I'll never forget um, when I was a hiring manager, guy comes in, we got a position open, guy comes in, he's got the degree in exactly the right field, 4.0. I'm like, this will be great. I mean, this guy's got to be fantastic. I asked the guy a question that I normally ask usually within the first four weeks, the first class that I that's in the program that I teach at the university could, couldn't answer it. I mean, simple stuff that we use every day. So I'm like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't word it right. And so I asked him again or something a little bit different. And I asked another one that's real quick. It's pretty similar. And I got to the point where he couldn't answer any of these three things that were very, very basic knowledge. If he had a 4.0 in this, this was like cake cake i mean that's like i mean just easy money and at that point i just said you know we just need to stop the interview uh i can't i i I can't hire you i mean you're not ready to come into this environment and i don't have time to baby you i'm sorry bye you gotta go and that was the harsh reality of that situation now he probably he probably got picked up by some other big company they probably trained him He's probably fine today, but I was in a small organization. I didn't have time to train him on stuff like that. Well, and that's a sad thing. That's a sad little bit of collegiate education, supposed to collegiate education nowadays where 
I heard this when I, you know, when I was, you know, in school, they were like, doesn't matter what major you, you major in as, you know, you know, any company that hires you is going to train you anyway. So it doesn't matter. Well, All right. I mean, like then what, what are we, what are we, what are we, what, 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 are we, what are we doing? What are we doing for $30,000 away every year going to school to, 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 to be unhealthy and, and for 16 weeks and then, you go on a vacation and then come back and then do be unhealthy for another 16 weeks and, and, and do all this stress stuff and then go on a summer vacation and then and then come back and do it all over again for three more years and then suddenly like we're supposed to be ready to face society and people like this is what wow this podcast is interesting no, no, i mean no i get you but i mean th this brings up a one heck of a point i think people and I'm going to turn this to the instruction level a little bit. You've got people in the martial arts arena. You've got people in the in the academic world. You've got people in different, however you want to put it. Right. And I go back to a quote from Apollo 13. We're not asking what it's designed to do. What can it do? What can you do? I think people are so quick to put things into boxes that they're not able to look outside that box and see what can you actually do. And martial arts is the same way. You got people saying, well, this person can do this, this person can do that. Well, can they do more? Are they willing to do more? Are they willing to take on something new in order to really justify their, their training? Just like Go go back to college college arena for just a second. Like one of my degrees is in mathematics. A lot of people come up. Well, what can you do with math degree? And they hate my answer. My answer is whatever I want. What can you do with any degree? Well, I mean, yeah. and, and that's, that's the point. that's the point. I mean, yeah. some like like people say, well, what can you do with a history degree? Well. You're not going to take a history degree and go work in a museum. There's, what, a handful, maybe half a handful of people that get to do that, okay? But a lot of things you can do, you know, with a history degree. I've seen some of the absolute best project managers have history degrees. Same way with philosophy degrees. I've seen some of the best engineers come out of, having a philosophy degree. Seriously. No joke. Because they also probably needed to have the skills of an engineer, speaking as somebody with philosophy well, degree can be like well, that. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean but, uh, but yeah, no, that's definitely it, where it's like it goes back further to, you know, strip that stuff away. What's the base skeleton? Right. But I mean, let, let's look at martial arts. Let's Let's look at it from that perspective. I mean, you, you've got the debate of kata, no kata, this, that, the other thing. Oh, well, that person's a side person and he does this. Or, or this person's an Aku guy or this person's a Tanbo guy or what, whatever. Well, get them out of that box. What can you do with it? How does it interrelate? How does it make, how does it make your technique better? How does it make the knowledge that you know better? things like that it, it's 
I, I think we're so quick to put things in a box as opposed to actually seeing what you can do with it. If, well, if that makes sense. No, that's perfect sense. I feel like this is this is kind of the issue where it's like you explain it seven different ways and everyone will be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'll get it. But, you know, just how, how it goes, this is where I think people who understand that perspective, especially in the martial arts, because I've seen this happen, where people explain this and their students go, yes, I understand, Sensei, and they'll kind of parrot the points that they make, and then those people will go off and start schools and parrot those points, and then their students will parrot those points. But the point that was being made was not acted upon, was right. not really understood or, or uh, you know, understood in a way that would be any way practical or meaningful. Like an example is like kata analysis and breaking down the kata. You need to understand the kata. What, 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 what do you mean by well, understand the kata? What, what kind of stance I'm supposed to be in? Okay, no, the sequence? Like, 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 no, you need to understand how practically use this. Well, what do you mean practically use this? You need to understand the bunkai. Okay, well, yeah. understand the bunkai. Yeah. You, need to under, you need to practice it. All right, you practice it. Okay, practice the bunkai. All right, you need to, you need, you need to put it in a practical situation. Well, what kind of practical situation? Well, you need to get, get your shoes on the floor. All right, put my shoes on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of goes in, in that well, direction. You know what I mean? And, and right. Without without trying to turn, they haven't turned the keys on the ignition of the, of the student's ability to to look into it themselves, and right. even, even with the best intentions of going into doing the practical side of things and whatnot with kata, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, supposedly a, a flavor of the week type deal nowadays, which is like has always been the case. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean. You know, and I mean that 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 can be very difficult to to do that. I mean, I I I have not been on certain things where you know other people have. I mean, you know, in in a past past life, I guess. I mean, it feels like it's been a past life. It's been so long ago, but I mean, there was a time where I was, you know, I worked security slash as basically a bouncer for an organization for a while and guess what i got to see what worked i got to see what didn't work i got to see what got me out of more more situations than what didn't you know i mean that that definitely played into my training and, and it was good it, that was a good thing you know because i i can bring that to the table as Someone of a practical, you know, lesson. Now, I have not had the training, you know, I haven't had the experience like, a, you know, someone who's in the police department, things like that, where they use it every day for years and years and years and years and years. I have done it for, you know, you know two, three, four years. I can't even remember now. It's Well, and then that, that goes into, you know, we're talking about distorted perspectives as this um, kind of, kind of by proxy experience yeah vicarious experience yeah right? so an example would be oh my 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 teacher is a cop my teacher is was in the military my teacher was in the fbi my teacher trained with the green beret my teacher you know was in you know the marines my teacher was in the air force xyz that's fine your teacher was in that that 
so you know they were they participated in an activity where their martial arts was a relevant part of their their profession. Got it. Mm-hmm. What does that have to you to do with a guy who works at Quick Stop or Circle K or as a computer programmer or yeah. you know X Y Z? Like you can't vicariously gain that experience from what that person teaches you. Now you right. can gain lessons from what's learned on the floor and what's kind of there but you know the distorted the you know distorted perspective of you know, rank but can also be the distorted perspective of well my teacher said this and he's a xyz um ergo i'm completely justified in everything that i do well maybe but i've seen this this happen where it, it people will will use that as a justification to train and or not train right or, or 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 to you know bring home a point or or you know or to back something up and i i think it gets i i think it definitely does get distorted from time to time and i i don't think it's just martial arts that's experiencing it i think it's i know it's it's completely false argumentatively right you can't you can't you 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 don't have those experiences that person does right you know i i mean i'll, I'll be perfectly honest I, I know certain people that you know a long time ago they you know to really build up their fighting skills they would go out on saturday night and get, get a handful of, you know get get a little bit of liquid courage and then go start a fight with somebody just to build up their fighting capabilities yeah. me me that that's not me i i now would i want to mess with these people no absolutely not because the experience that they've got is probably i'd say second to none in that in that arena but what did it really teach them is that something that i want to learn maybe it is maybe it's not at this stage of my life i can honestly say that's something i I don't want to learn period well and then how does that translate onto the floor even right. like how does that translate does that person understand they might understand how to engage in you know like a bar brawl with guy yeah or multiple guys or what whatever but they might not understand like they might not understand that from an implicit perspective or a, a instinctual perspective right right they might not have any of the tools to explain this or to teach this in any meaningful way. And especially because kind of how karate's, you know, you know, getting on the bogo gear is not going to, not going to teach you that. Doing the supposed like real life scenario stuff, maybe, but like, you know, you have to do a lot to recreate those situations and, how practically you're gonna, they're going to go through the trouble of doing that as opposed to just being like, all right, everybody on their gee, gee, now punch each other in the stomach 10 times each. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, it, it doesn't necessarily translate. So it creates this, from an instructional perspective, a distorted perspective. Yes. Yes. And, unless they are able to, to shift it over, so... And I, I know some people who have, but I know some yeah. people who haven't. So there's some good instructors out there who can do that, no, no, no doubt. Um, yeah. 
maybe they maybe they think they can do it better than they actually do, but they also like then that then that goes into the issue of you know people saying you know you, we talk about the accomplishment buying the accomplishment. I went to seminar. I went to class with. I train with. Doesn't is I went to Harvard, and we could go back to that example. Yeah, how much of that is just you know fancy boys going to that school because you know daddy went there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like just as an, another example of like. Just because they've they've gotten this accomplishment doesn't mean real learning was done. I'm back to your point. Right. And, and I mean, with, you know, I I guess part of it is is opening up the conversation overall, because this is part of the society that we teach in. Therefore, you know, in order for us to, you know, really build world class people at training karate, it's like. It's something that definitely needs to be addressed, but yeah. but the other thing is, it's not just on the instructor side. It's also got to be a part of the student side as well. They've got to want to be able to to learn more than just the bare minimum. And I think you know to do that, I think as instructor as instructors, and I I don't necessarily want to say that say this always as being like I'm a sensei. No. Some people some people have like emailed me and be like sensei. I'm like. Dude, I don't teach you. Yeah. At this, at the point of this recording, I technically have no karate students. Like, unless I'm teaching you English, or unless you, you know, you want to call me professor, which you're gonna probably expect college credit for if you do start calling me that. Like, you know, I mean, like, let's all chill out, you know, party on, you know, be excellent to each other. I think it's incumbent on the teachers to kind of show what that can be. Yeah. And it is, I agree with you, that it is the students need to, to want to get more than the minimum, but they need, but there needs to be, it's, the teacher needs to engage with knowing what the student's expectations are, but at the same time, be able to be like, all right, these are your expectations. I've always heard this, this where it's like kind of the bait and switch of like, show them it's like kickboxing or some form of exercise, but then they come in and they kind of see it's much, much more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think each each person's different, and yeah. each person's going to get drawn to something different every time, every time. So, yeah, it it's not one thing for for every person. I mean, I I know I've run into students where you know they'll be going along, and finally, all of a sudden, it's like a light switch kicks in, and boom, you know, they take off. Kind of like one of the things we were talking about. You know, when we had the podcast with Chuck, you know, we talked about what, what was that moment for you? What was that moment for me? Things like that. You know, I, I think somehow, somehow something of greater value than what, than what the student actually thought they could get out of, out of it has to be present. And I think it's, it. It's never it's never going to be cookie cutter, but it's also yeah. going to you're also going to get uh, if you work as an as a person who teaches, if you work to figure out how to present it in different ways, you'll have kind of a backlog of cookie cutters. If that makes sense, you'll have a backlog of ways to present it. 
of ways right. to communicate it. Right. So you can and you can in a large way communicate it to everyone, but you know how how you do that you have to be able to devise it in a way where not just understanding your demographics and who you're teaching, but also those people aren't necessarily going to be like you. Yeah. So you've got to know how to take what your passion and desire and your goals and whatnot and be able to present that in a way that makes people want to go in that direction. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got to present it to where it's like, and, and this is one of the things that Robbie drilled into me. You know, we got into a little bit on how you practice is how you're going to perform, but right. also it's like how much you put in is what you're going to get out based on the same, on the same line. And I, and I think that's very true. And I think, think that's become a bit of a, I don't want to say that's become a cliche, but as a, as an old teacher and friend of mine used to say, yeah, there's all, there's all sorts of cliches, but there's cliche for a reason. Yeah. Right? There, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a universal bit of truth in them that, makes that very true yep cool cool is there anything else we want to kind of set close on this topic jeremy i i think that's i think that's a good good stopping point so cool so what are you working on this week other than, other than getting um you know doing doing the you know red october thing with your boat <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i wasn't real happy about that but anyway um no i you know a lot of it's still gonna be going to the community you know the neighborhood pool when not a lot of people are there and just kind of work on some resistance training i kind of kind of dig that actually it's kind of cool um just certain little things that's kind of popped up and I, I definitely want to start working more on just the, I think that's going to help work on the basic katas again, because there's a couple of them I just haven't done forever, and it's just like, I need to get back on that, so I'm, right. I've paid attention to a handful and kind of neglected a handful, so it's, Cool. Speaking of resistance training, I know you're not much into social media, but have you seen this? And anybody in the audience, please comment on this. I feel like I need to do more calls to action during the podcast, Jeremy, so we can get more audience interaction. That's what Google tells me. But you know, there's this weird, like, uh, like harness resistance thing where it's like you strap in a harness like around your waist or back, and it's got like four resistance bands that go to each arm and each leg and you do like shadow boxing with it and i've seen people do like, i've seen people do like kind of single ligament resistance training with karate and stuff but like i've seen like not just like one but several different companies try to kind of sell this online and and, and try to kind of like organically sell it via social media and I'm kind of skeptical on this because it's just like it looks like it, you know, I think in isolation, if you've got a, a band or something that's like connected to a wall, you can do decent isolation training. I, I've not seen that one, but I mean, you know, talking about the one on the wall, I mean, that used to be a 
kind of like a home gym thing that you used to do like in the 80s. You used to have like resistance type stuff to where you could actually punch and kick and things like that. I mean, it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't rubber band. It was like springs and stuff. I don't know. Maybe we were just too dumb back then to figure out to use you know, rubber bands or something. <laughs> rubber bands, yeah. yeah we, no, instead, we were using car springs, you know? It's like... <laughs> you, you used to what you... Well, yeah, there's the generational differences there. I mean, you guys were like, you know, just take the springs out of the, that old car over there, put it on the wall, and therefore you got it like... Yeah, you're talking to the same group of people who are like, let's go punch some wood and just wrap the top in string. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't fill up a bag that, you know, it's, you know, it's, nah, it's just wood. You must just, I mean, punch some wood, kick a tree. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> it's good to see things have evolved. Well, I'd hope so, man. I'm still stuck in the 80s, I think, but anyway, in the 70s. But anyway, that's beside the point. I think a lot of a lot of us would like to be to a degree, but I think also a lot of us are perfectly fine, even with the, all the issues, are perfectly fine with being here today. And to quote to quote uh, one a great musician, "There's no better time than he, there's no better time than now, and no better place than here." Cool. Anyway, I think that's that's as best as we're going to close off on. So, yeah. Jeremy, anything else you got, you got to say before we get out of here? No, nope, I'm good. All right. Well, people, uh, be safe out there, be good, and um, as always, keep on training.